standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. And yes, I'm coming to you once again to talk about a McKinney Monday. Yes, our mayor's at it again, and all of his little minions are <laughs> working to make sure that we can keep the status quo and the establishment happy all at the same time. Before I get into those details, let me remind you, you can like, share, and subscribe this show, both on the social medias and at your favorite podcatcher. If you're feeling particularly happy with what I've been doing, or you want to help me out a little bit more, go rate and review this podcast. And just so we're clear, I don't make any money off this podcast. This is purely a... (laughs) A passion project. Here we go. Passion project. Now, maybe at some point, uh, I'll get enough listeners. Imagine I'm getting fairly close at this point, but maybe I'll get enough listeners that I can actually make a little money. Right now, at best, it's a break-even proposition, but I think it's worth the time and the effort to do this. Why? Well, because it makes the right people nervous. And with that, let's get right into the show. All right. For those of you that aren't aware, blissfully ignorant of what's going on in the world around you, the election, the municipal election has begun. It started last Monday for early voting. And while I won't spend a whole lot of time on specific candidates, because at this time, I'm sure we've all heard enough. Let me back up just a second and remind you that everybody in Collin County... Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Mm. 65% of everybody in Collin County votes in the Republican primary. Why, you ask, would they do that? Well, because in Collin County, up until very recently, there has not been a Democrat to win any race in over 20 years. And by I mean a Democrat, a named, acknowledged Democrat. There are plenty of Democrats, or rhinos if you prefer, that routinely run in the Republican primary and slip through, and they repeatedly run in the municipal races, showing that they have a Republican voting record, but I'm here to tell you that means little to nothing. Okay, now, why do I bring this up? Why does this matter? Well... From time to time, people get very bent on a shape uh, when other people self-identify as being Republicans. It reminds me of a show that had come out, or that had come out. I'm going to guess two decades ago, but I, I don't really remember. Essentially, it was Josh Brolin's vehicle, right? And the premise was his father was a long-term or a long-term serving senator from his home state, and he died. And the governor needed to appoint a replacement, but he wanted somebody that would just go through real quick. And then at the end of the term, they would figure out what they wanted to do. Well, somehow, some way, the uh, guy got through the process without anybody truly vetting him. And it turns out, <laughs> it turns out he wasn't exactly on the same party team as his father was. And in that explanation, he said, Well, you know, there's a whole lot of variation between Democrats and Republicans and liberals and conservatives. He said there are a lot of Democrats in the South, and I think, well, you know what, I don't remember what state it was, but he said the South that are far more conservative or more politically aligned with 
the um, conservatives up north. And then there's a whole lot of Republicans that are particularly in the Northeast, and he may have referenced a specific state, but again, it doesn't really matter, that have four, far more in common with the Democrats. He said, so the party itself as an identification is really meaningless unless you have the context. Okay, that's a fair statement. And 20 or 30 years ago, that was probably quite accurate. Now, unfortunately, and I'm going to borrow a little from Brian McClanahan here. He says the Republican Party has always been a progressive party. And once upon a time, the Democrat Party was a conservative party. However, the Democrats uh, decided to out progress or out leftist the uh, Republicans. So conceptually, you have the Republican Party that stayed in the same place, politically speaking, right? Let's call it left center. And the Democrat Party went from, let's call it right center to far left. Meanwhile, the American people, best case scenario, are right of center. But our parties keep ignoring that and doing whatever in the world they want. So we deal with the idea that in Texas, we actually do have real life conservatives and almost all of them. I'm sure there's a few odd ducks out there, but almost all of them by default now reside in the Republican Party. Unfortunately, the Republican Party has a wide berth of, let's call it acceptable Republicans. Now, for me personally, Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney and Chris Christie really are not what I would conceive of as ideal Republicans. And I know there's a few more in the Senate, right? Uh, Particularly the lady in Maine whose name is escaping me right now, Susan Collins. Right. These people are not the ideal Republican. However, they have that name badge. They, at least in theory, work with our team. And occasionally they come through and clutch votes for us. But more often than not, they are busy selling us out, squirreling us over, mm -hmm, and working against our general principles. Look no further than I think it's Adam Kinzinger out of uh, New York. They're so busy ingratiating themselves to the opposite party, to the power brokers, power brokers, that they ignore the very people that got them elected. Unfortunately for us, the joke's on us because when you have that much money, that much name recognition, and you get elected, you don't really care what your people want. Now you're asking Callus, that's fine, but how does that translate to what you're talking about? Ah, there we go. So now in a municipal election, the goal is you want to get the local municipal employees, aka the police and fire union, or perhaps the teachers union. Yeah, yeah, I know they're not really unions, they're associations, but they function in much the same way. You want to get them to back you because you're just going to promise to give them whatever it is they want. I mean, and once you buy them off, that's guaranteed you're going to get a very high percentage of their turnout. And guess what? They do turn out. They're turning out strong. Now you can make an argument, and I think it's a pretty good argument that if I'm an employee of the city and I put my life on the line in protection of the people in that city, I have a vested interest in what goes on in the city leadership. You're right, you do. But you're also getting a paycheck from the city. And because you're getting a paycheck from city, you also have what's called a conflict of interest. 
but nobody seems to pay attention about that. Nobody really cares. And then you have little special privileges that you get as employees of the city. Uh, we would know them as qualified immunity. Now, I won't rehash that right now because it's not really relevant, but anybody that dares question the narrative, anybody that dares to question the status quo is automatically seen as an enemy. Now, you can look and see, well, why are we spending X amount of money on whatever city project and investigate that? But I can assure you, you're not going to be able to do anything about it. Why? Because you need at least four votes to change anything. And even if you get one, that person's the odd man out. But what is what good is it to win a single seat then? Ah, good question. You have one person to ask questions. One person to vote no. One person that can continually remind the general public that all is not as it seems. Now, we watched that play out in the last two years with Mr. Green on the school board. And it's been brutal. And he's been attacked viciously, aggressively. And his rights have been abused, much like some of the people that went to speak at those school board meetings. But coincidentally, they, along with the mayor, all self-identify as Republicans. And I think most all of them self-identify as Christians. Now, I have made the comment that I think they're fake Baptists and fake Republicans. Uh, Fake Republicans is probably not fair, but if we're going off the theory that I'm talking about today. So they may indeed be Republicans, but I suggest that perhaps the term rhino, which is Republican in name only, is probably more appropriate. Or if you prefer Yankee. Now I've talked about that a number of times on this podcast. The idea of being a Yankee is somebody that thinks they know what's best for you and they're going to make you do it whether you like it or not. You need no, not look any further than the comments from our mayor, whether it has to do with the airport expansion or the mask mandate or pretty much anything else. His attitude is trust the experts. I'm a self-proclaimed expert and you're going to do what I say. And if you don't, we're going to do it anyway. Now, I'm sorry that doesn't warm my heart. It doesn't enthusiastically uh, inspire me to want to work with the city. In fact, it kind of does the opposite. And I'm not so sure that it isn't on purpose, right? If you can defy the people, you can keep them conquered. So there's a whole lot of people out there that uh, are looking at what's going on and wondering, well, what's the truth and where do we stand? Okay, that's a fair question. And now we're 10 minutes in. So let me speed this up just a little bit. So Angie Beto is suspected to be doing the texts and the... uh, social media posts for Sperry. And I don't know if it's because Sperry can't stay on top of it or um, because she's uh, taking a Barbara Boxster uh, timeout or Diane Feinstein timeout. Who knows? Uh, I'm not going to insult the lady. She's done good work back in the day, but she served her time and (laughs) we've served her time, I guess be a better way to phrase that. And, When you only have a bunch of name calling and mindless attacks to throw at your opponent and call them extremists and haters and this and that, uh, that shows you don't have any substantive value to add to this conversation. So my question is, why would I bother to listen? What is there to offer? Well, here's the thing. Every candidate does name calling. Every 
podcast does name calling. There's a difference between name calling because there's not a substantive discussion or debate or argument to be had and name calling because it's just a shortcut. When you call somebody an extremist, that has a couple of different definitions or versions. Now, like you could have a anarchist and you could theoretically refer to that person as an extremist. But then again, it depends on how you would describe an anarchist. When you have a socialist or a communist, uh, that's pretty well known and understood. But if somebody supports, I don't know, public roads, does that make them a socialist? Well, if you talk to an anarchist, they may think so. But most of us understand that No, that's just civil society. And while we're not enthusiastic about it, we accept that that is a value add for the city that you live in is if they have nice roads. Of course, they have to maintain those roads and keep them nice, but that's a different story altogether. So again, you have a whole bunch of people that are voting in the Republican primary that aren't really conservatives and coincidentally probably aren't that good of Republicans. And you got to ask yourself, well, why would they do that? Well, Here it is. You get to choose the weakest candidate, the one that's the most squishy, the one that's the least effective, the less or the least conservative candidate. Now, how does that translate over into the municipal elections? Well, you see, unless it's city council, you don't need a majority to win. You can run a left of center candidate and you can get 40 plus percent of the vote right off the bat. No questions asked. And if there's more than one other candidate in that race, that 40% is a guaranteed win every time. It just is. And occasionally they may even break 50%, but they don't have to. All they have to do is color the other candidates as being extremists. They don't have to define it. They don't have to make you understand what the theory or the threat is. They just have to name call and it's usually enough. Unfortunately, this time around, there's not one, there's not two, but there's at least three separate packs involved with this. So, um, as you may be aware, there's a McKinney first pack local. There's a, um, McKinney values pack also loco. And then there's the corresponding, uh, counter pack, which is, uh, public schools first or McKinney public schools first, something like that pack. Don't know. They're run by a bunch of leftists. I'm just, I mean, that's just the easiest way. Um, I think the two primary movers on there that are not the mayor are Angie Beto and Cindy Oldner. And if that name sounds slightly familiar, it's because her husband was a judge before he basically got removed for being a non-conservative, non-Republican judge. That's maybe not fair, but that's my interpretation of events. You should do your own research. And when I say removed, he opted to run for a race that he wasn't going to win so that he wouldn't be removed from office would be the, also the way I would explain that. And again, if you want to nitpick it, feel free, call me out on it. You have my phone number and my email. That's the way I choose to look at it. It was a strategy and it did what it was supposed to do. Okay. So you got those three local packs, then not, uh, satisfied with that. Then we created the McKinney above the rest pack. Now this pack's goal was to sell the general public on spending $200 million officially of taxpayers money to expand an airport. Unfortunately though, 
when they gathered all their money from other parts of the state and they rolled it in there and they have every right to do that. That's the purpose of a PAC. They decided, well, it wasn't enough that we're spending money on the airport. Now we're going to get involved in the school board races. Now I'm just curious, all the people that gave the money to the PAC to, to build out that airport, did they want that money spent on the school board races? Was that disclosed beforehand? Did anybody, I don't know, run that by the donors? We're going to throw money at a school board race that probably you don't care about. You want that airport built with taxpayer funds. I'm just questioning it. And I don't know if I was a donor to McKinney above the rest pack. I might question how that happened. Oh, yes. And just in case you're wondering, our lovely mayor was involved with that pack as well. Now, and again, there's nothing wrong with creating packs. Packs are there to gain money to support the things they want to support. That's all kosher, right? That's all normal. So here's where it gets squishy. So then it became concerned because an organization that is in part funded by a company called Patriot Mobile decided to put some money into a school board race. Now, it should be known that private corporations do this all the time. They put their money in the PAC and the PAC goes and supports candidates. Now, if that bothers you, then you should look and find out what the various PACs are and what they're doing. If it's just a cost of doing business and you accept that people are going to advocate for ideas or people that they support, then you just roll with it. But there are PACs created every day, every election cycle to go spend other people's money to support candidates or propositions that they want passed. That in and of itself is neither disqualifying or qualifying. It is interested to see where the money comes from. It is interested to see who supports that. I mean, should we have been upset when Disney decided to spend millions and millions of dollars to try and undo something that happened in Florida? Well, I mean, you might feel differently about what that specific issue is than I do. But again, if that doesn't bother you, then why should this? The First Amendment, the Supreme Court have found that people can do this. This is an appropriate thing. So there really shouldn't be a concern here. But when you have nothing else, you attack their funding. When you have nothing else, you name call. You make baseless accusations. Now, do we want to then take this pack and go after Angie Beto? No, why? She's run for office before. She didn't win. She wants to stay involved. I actually appreciate that. Somebody that uh, wasn't successful as a candidate but decides to stay involved and try and do things to advocate for positions they hold, I respect that. I don't agree with her positions. I don't know her personally, so I don't even know if I like her. So I'm not going to even go there. But that doesn't bother me, nor should it bother you. Unless, of course, she's supporting a position that you don't hold. Okay. So if we work off the idea that she supports the current incumbents on the school board race and the mayor, which we know that she does, and their arguments are nothing more than Democrat talking points, progressive talking points, leftist talking points, which is the name called schmear and throw out more baseless accusations of whatever thing, including when you get pressed, 
by somebody named Amy Dankel, and she doesn't have an answer. She just says, well, you're a national socialist. Or, we're not national socialists, so you must be. Or, if you prefer, uh, you could do what the mayor says. I love my city, that's why I'm doing this. Which indicates because you don't support what I'm doing, you must hate the city. <laughs> See how that works? It's it's just crazy. Nobody wants to be called a Nazi. And nobody wants to be told they hate their city or they don't love their city. But that's what you do when you don't have an argument. Now, we could spend some time beating up on the individual candidates. I think that's not really worth it. You have seen for over a year, they're not interested in settling disputes. They're not interested in dealing with issues. Now, whether you support those issues or you don't support those issues is largely irrelevant. The idea is there's a bunch of people that show up advocating for their position. They are seeking redress. And when they're constantly rebuffed and ignored, they get a little feisty. And then because they got a little feisty, now their time is limited more. Now they're treated poorly. Now we're going to have not just two or three cops. They're going to have five cop cars. Why? Because they want to intimidate the general public. They want you to leave them alone. They want you to stay out of their business. But the fact of the matter is, is they work for us, not the other way around. Now, let me ask you, after you've served on the school board for 30 plus years, and I don't know. You've watched the invent of computers. You have seen all these various technological changes. Do you really actually understand what's going on? Do you actually have translatable skills to understand what's going on in those schools or in the classrooms? I have my doubts. Now, there are other two candidates. I mean, they're younger or youngish. They're my age, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. They, if they didn't have children in, they probably had their grandchildren in very recently. And again, after you've served for, I don't know, 12, 15, 20 years, uh, when is that enough? Now, if they were doing a good job, if they were addressing the parents' issues, if they were aggressively looking to improve our school district, that'd be one thing, but I don't see it. Now, I kind of coined the term McKinney families deserve better, and I believe that. With a caveat, we've heard all the excuses why the McKinney schools aren't as good as they once were. Some of those candidates have blamed certain groups of people. Some of those candidates have blamed the money. Some of the candidates have blamed parents. I will tell you, it's really hard to disagree with any of those arguments because they're always involved. Now, are you going to weigh them? Are you going to determine what's more important than the other? I don't know. That's not my thing. What I'm going to tell you is you're going to have to deal with the people in your district. You're going to have to deal with monetary restrictions. You're going to have to deal with bandwidth issues, right? So if you're focusing your time on the latest nonsense to come out of the leftist talking points, and that could be SEL, that could be CRT, that could be whatever various quote-unquote woke thing there is, right? Inclusiveness, whatever. No, I'm pretty sure our children are sent to the public schools, particularly in grade school, to learn and master reading, writing, arithmetic, basic social studies. Hmm? Now, here's the thing. Our school district actually does a decent job at this. I mean, a B rating is not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. 
but we ought to be looking at how can we improve it. Perhaps we shouldn't treat every school exactly the same. Perhaps we should tweak what's available in certain schools, depending on the demographics of that school. Now you may say, well, Stephen, now you're, you're profiling, you're doing this. Yeah, it's called catering to your customers, right? When you're in a business where you have customers, you give the customers what they want, but you also have to cater to their needs. We've heard from time and time again. Oh, and here's the other one. Now they want to do pre-K. Okay, fine. I completely unnecessary, but I'm sure there is a market for that. Okay. Where are you going to get the staffing for that? Where are you going to have the uh, classroom space for that? What are you going to do? Are you going to put in a separate standalone building? How are you going to offer it? How are you going to pay for it? Good questions all, but doesn't matter because they're working off a of taxpayer money, which is a near endless bowl of money for them to spend. Now they can make all the claims they want about how tight they are with spending and how frugal they are with doing certain things. Okay. Maybe I don't believe it, but maybe, okay, I'll give you that. But let me ask you on one side of your mouth, you can't say that merit raises or bonuses don't keep teachers happy, but then claim on the other side that more money spent does equate to better results. Or the flip of that, you can't say more money spent does not equate to better results and then claim that you have to have more money or the results are going to be not as good. It's got to be one or the other. I mean, from your point of view, for me, I can see very easily where, hey, there's a floor, right? Every student on average, probably going to have about $6,000 allocated to make sure that per year they're getting what they need in order to get up to speed. And at certain schools or certain um, levels of school, that amount of money goes up or it stays the same, but it's all averages and everything's about an average. And you cannot meet every particular need, which is why there are charter schools, which is why there are homeschooling people, which is why there are other private schools. The government school system is not set up to take care of every child. You can call it a right. You can call it something that's demanded by law. That's all well and good, but that is a near monopoly and monopolies do not succeed and they do not meet the needs of all the people all the time. So... I really think what this is about is a loss of status. Now we've heard some of the things to come out about what they've done in South Lake Carroll. South Lake Carroll has more money than I could ever imagine. I highly doubt any of the changes there had anything to do with the money that they were spending. They might've got gutted programs, quote unquote, that they didn't support. They might've eliminated things that were duplicative or unnecessary, which upsets you if you think that all that stuff's necessary, if you think all that money's already yours. But once again, this is the problem with government. They live under the assumption that money they've taken from somebody else is their money. It's not. It's our money. We we willingly gave it to you guys to do a job with it. And when we critique the work that you're doing with the job that we're paying for, you get upset. When we say, I think you're spending too much money, you get upset. When we want to rein in some of the things that you're doing, even though you work for us, you get upset and then you call us names and then you make it more difficult for us to be heard. And then you wonder why 
your job is threatened. Personally, I could stand for all these people to lose their status. I I could stand for, you know, six of the seven people to go find new jobs. And by new jobs, I mean uh, something outside of the school board. And I'm not saying that they're terrible people. I'm not saying that they did an awful job. What I am saying is they are not taking care of their customers. They are not listening to the people that pay for them. And when I say pay for them, I mean pay for the school district, which they are supposed to run as part of the board of directors. They're really quick to tell us they don't make any money out of this, that there's nothing in it for them except for the status, the pat on the back and the greetings. And I feel special because I'm a member of the school board. I mean, maybe that's not important to some people, but I do know it is important to other people. And while I don't necessarily think it makes that big a deal one way or the other, some people spend their whole lives wanting to have a title. Hard to fault them for it. I mean, if that's all you got in your life, I mean, that's important. I get it. I just want to revisit something before we go. Not all Republicans are created the same. Not everybody that claims to be a Republican is in fact a Republican. Just because somebody votes in a Republican primary, if they then turn around and support Democrats, or they then turn around and give money to Democrats, are they really a Republican? Should they be qualified to run in a Republican race? These are all very good questions. But unfortunately, currently, right now, municipal races are titled nonpartisan. We all know they're partisan. We would like to believe they could be nonpartisan. We would like to believe that people can set aside their differences and support the candidate that's going to do the best job of looking after the school district or the city. But we know now, and we should have always known, that that's not the case. The progressive pipe dream of the 1930s or whatever has not come to fruition. In fact, the exact opposite has happened. You need not look any further than Dallas. Is Dallas better now than what it was 20 years ago? If you answer yes, then nothing I'm going to say is changing your mind. If you say, well, it's bigger, but it's not necessarily better. Okay, now think about it. What happened? How did we get here? I mean, even if you go back to the days of Laura Miller, whom I guess it would be fair to say was no conservative, she actually cared about the city and how to best protect it and build things. I mean, even the new mayor of Dallas has figured out, yeah, I probably Don't want to chase the police off since they kind of do provide a valuable function here in our community. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. But again, if you're not going to learn from your mistakes, if you're not going to listen to your constituents, if you're not going to adjust and adapt to the things that are happening around you, then you need to retire. You just need to go home, hang it up. We don't need any more yes men. We don't need any more rubber stamps. Now, I know that that is the mayor's preferred format, right? You get one strong leader and a bunch of yes men. I think that what he's got brewing in the background, though, as soon as he's gone, we're going to find out that some of these people actually do think for themselves and they actually do have opinions and they didn't necessarily enjoy going along to get along. There is a problem here. And the fact of the matter is, is that we, the people have been silent and complacent for far too long. 
you've got two more days of early voting. That's today and tomorrow. This coming Saturday is your last chance to be heard. And I got to tell you, I don't know what's going to happen. I do know that the establishment is nervous. I do know that they are throwing everything at this race in the kitchen sink. It has not escaped me that not only is the mayor gone all in on protecting the school board in his mind, not only is the pack that he runs gone all in and protecting those people on the school board that he likes, now he's taken his airport pack and pivoted it to support them as well. One has to only question why would they be doing that unless they're afraid and they should be afraid, very afraid, because quite frankly, there's a whole lot of people that are tired of it. Now, by some miracle, they may win. In fact, there's a possibility they win big. But don't break heart, ladies and gentlemen. They have spent oodles of money driving people to go to the polls with a bunch of baseless claims and name calling. Those people have no idea what they're doing. It's our job to make sure that we educate them. It's our job to make sure that we give them both sides of the story. We have to be honest and we have to be fair. And again, I don't hate the school district. I don't hate any person on it. I have serious questions, at least on two of the three candidates that are running for re-election right now. But they have a job to do. They work for we the people. And when they continue to mistreat us and ignore us, that means they need to be let go. It's as simple as that. Now you can say, well, I don't like what these other people stand for and I, I don't trust them or I, okay, that's fine. But ask yourself this, do you think they're going to be more likely to listen to concerns or not? Because mind you, they've been trying for a year for their concerns to be heard over a year. You don't think they're a little frustrated? Do you think they're going to go away, win, lose, or draw? No, I imagine not. Has, has the wheels fallen off? In Frisco, no. Have the wheels fallen off in South Lake Carroll? I bet you if you ask the people in South Lake Carroll, they'll tell you no. We just have to put aside some irrational concerns and trust the community that we live in to make a wise decision. I'm trying really hard. (laughs) We haven't exactly given the best track record. Hey, but... Oh, he's so fun to listen to and his wife's so special and, oh, she's such a pretty lady or, oh, they've served on that school board for so long. We just want to keep them. I mean, these are some lame excuses, lame answers. That's fine. They can all be true, but it's time for a change. The question is, are you going to be willing to go request that change? And if it scares you, if it bothers you, if it, if you're concerned about that, that's okay too. Because guess what? In two more years, there's another election. And you can keep changing it until we find something that works and is working well for the city of McKinney. We have a professional group of people that run both the city and the school district that follow the lead put forth by their board of directors, the city council and the school board. And the only way to improve or change things is to change the direction that they're going. The job of the superintendent and the city manager are the follow the lead coming out of their respective boards. 
And if the board changes and they say, well, we want to do X, Y, or Z, that guy, the city manager or the superintendent's going to say, well, I can do this, but you need to understand these are the consequences if I do that. And you know what? That's great. That's good. People need to know what they're doing when they're doing it. And we don't want them to be patsies and just do whatever they're told. We want them to be professional and explain exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it and why if you change this policy, this is what the consequences are. But you got to be truthful about it. (laughs) And therein lies a rub. And with that, I've gone way over time. Thank you so much for listening. You can make a difference. Go out and do it. And until then, I will see you on the other side.